0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast, where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And for the second and final time this week, I'm joined by my Blood Red colleague, Matt Addison. Matt, how are you, mate?
1: Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate.
0: had a a good day off yesterday and and back raring to go. Good to hear, mate. Uh, I think it's fair to say we all need every bit of good news we can get at the moment. And some certainly came last night with news of magnificent generosity shown by Premier League players and which, by all accounts, was led by Jordan Henderson. It's a story that the Liverpool Echo, like every leading news publication and website, have reported on. Matt, if you could fill us in.
1: Yeah, as you say, fantastic news that it was led by Jordan Henderson. We understand, and yeah, the uh, the Premier League players have all come together to to make an agreement, really, to to put their money towards the NHS and, and towards the areas that need it most across the country. With the the players together campaign is what they're calling it, and yeah, not not just uh, the likes of Jordan Henderson and, and Virgil Van Dijk who've, who've signed up to it. It's it's players up and down the country, all across the Premier League clubs, and. Yeah, rather than uh, an agreement between the Premier League and the PSA to to cut wages by a certain percentage and and have that money go back to to owners who, who let's face it are, are probably rich enough, uh, despite what's happened. You know, this this money is going to be directed you know towards uh, the health services and, and towards that sort of thing, which you know as much as, as footballers have got criticised, let's say, over the last few days for for not doing their bit and not doing enough to to help the country in this time of need. I think this has just completely shut down that idea that has been perpetuated by by politicians, not least Matt Hancock at at the top, the health secretary, who sort of pointed the finger at at footballers and said, you know, look, you're a rich part of society. Why are you not doing your bit? And look, as we suspected was the case and and has now proven to be the case, they have been behind the scenes even before those comments were made. You know, Jordan Henderson had started to, to put these plans in place for footballers to bring together the, the wealth that they do have, certainly at, at the top level, putting it to, to good use. Um, and look, it's um, obviously not a story that we want to be talking about in the sense that you know we, we don't want anybody to, to have to, to use the NHS. We want people to be healthy. But given the circumstances that we're in, I think you know this is you know as good a, a feel good story as you can get really in terms of you know the Liverpool captain leading the way in something so so important in these unprecedented times.
0: Certainly. He's really grown into a leader. We know that by his performances on the field and his success. He's he's kind of spearheaded with Liverpool. But like things like this, he's 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 what a good person you've seen of Jordan Henderson as well as being a, a fantastic footballer.
1: Yeah, I think it, it just paints him in, in such a good light and it's not going to be a surprise to any Liverpool fan to know that that this is what he's all about. But I, I do think, and I said this this on the, the Blood Red podcast on on Friday. I think Liverpool fans should be really, really proud. Actually, that, that it was Jordan Henderson, and you know, Liverpool have since had a bit of bad press and then gone back on their furloughing decision. But you know, this is one thing certainly that that Liverpool fans can look at their club and go, look, we've got a fantastic. Camps in, in Jordan Henderson, and he's made a fantastic decision here. And Look, I think everyone should just be be really, really proud of him.
0: Agreed. It is acts like this from Jordan Henderson that probably make him a candidate for the sports personality of the year, uh, let alone like the PFA player of the year and footballer of the year. Uh, and another local player who will be in the running for individual prizes when they're belatedly handed out is Sadio Mane now. Sadio has been in the news a lot the last couple of days. He's been doing a lot of interviews to co- coincide with the release of his new documentary, Made in Senegal, uh, the trailer for which you can see on the Blood Red YouTube channel if you get a moment. And one of the interviews that we're going to pick out now, Matt, is he's done it with Alison Rudd of the Times. Really interesting, long read. Uh, and there's some really good lines in there.
1: Yeah, there certainly is. I mean, he's, he's such an, an interesting character, and a, an interesting personality. And, you know, he, he does tend to, to keep himself to himself. He doesn't do. Too many of these big interviews, but as you say, with the the new documentary having come out uh, yesterday, I think it came out, didn't it? And um, yeah, he's he's been doing a a few different interviews and so many different lines that you can pick out from from the one that he's done with Alison Wood in the Times, as you say. And um, I think starting with the fact that he very nearly signed for for Borussia Dortmund under Jurgen Klopp in, in 2013, and you know. You Know that deal was very, very close to, to getting completed, but for whatever reason, didn't go through. And he sort of joked that you know, Jurgen Klopp maybe didn't like his cap or his clothing <laughs> at the time, and that was the reason it fell through. But uh, yeah, it was you know, it, 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 we did know before uh, that Jurgen Klopp had had, had a long held interest in Sadio Mane, and, and we knew that he very didn't nearly go to Germany. But uh, yeah, just it is interesting if people get the, the chance to, to have a read to sort of see. You know, how close that deal was and, and the fact that, you know, Jürgen Klopp had, had been tracking him and, and maybe thought that he'd made a mistake when he didn't sign him to obviously then get him later on when, when Liverpool came calling was, was an interesting one. And a couple of other bits that, that we picked out as well. I mean, obviously, Mane says when, when Liverpool did make that call and, and Klopp did choose to go for him, it, it was a bit of a surprise. Game, we, we knew that Manchester United were interested at about the same time and, and Mane seems to suggest that the United were most likely you know, suitors at that particular time to him You know, it, it looked like he was going to go to Old Trafford but then got the call from Jürgen Clark and, and ended up at Liverpool so yeah um, just on that I mean just think how differently things could have Not gone sure, if, yeah. if Liverpool had gone for somebody else and, and Mane had ended up at Manchester United so many different sort of uh, things that would have happened since then
0: and another part of it, he he's obviously all about the team. You can tell that from the interview and you can tell by the way he plays, but he, he actually mentions in the interview that winning the Ballon d'Or is something that really, really matters to him. And you've got to look at it. You know, we've got two of the all-time greats in Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, and, and particularly with Messi, shows no sign of slowing down. But there does feel like there could be a place for a new winner of that trophy in the years to come. Uh, I know it happened the other year with, with Luka Modric before normal order was resumed although Virgil van Dijk may have had feelings I know well he didn't actually have feelings he did feel Messi should have won it but a lot of people thought he should have won it but maybe in the next couple of years if Manny can keep up the rapid rate of progression in his performance that he's shown for Liverpool there is a chance this could happen yeah
1: there, there certainly is a chance um, I think it's his twenty eighth birthday tomorrow, um, so you know it, it's probably going to have to happen in the next couple of seasons if that is to be the case. But I think it's it's really interesting. It uses the word sacrifice everything to win the Ballon d'Or. That's what he's prepared to do. And I think sometimes in in this country we don't really value it the same as what it's seen in other countries. I know Michael Owen was was speaking a couple of weeks ago about obviously he won the Ballon d'Or and, and people didn't really take much notice of it. They weren't that bothered about it, but. And he goes to, to other countries and of course you know he obviously went to, to Spain after that and, and different places around the world and and they sort of saw it as, as being this big deal and and he was surprised how how little it was valued in England so I think it might come as a, a little bit of a surprise to, to Liverpool fans it's obviously an individual award which we we tend to talk more about you know oh, players want what's best for the team and that sort of thing what well, you know, to be one of these top players, you do have to have that single-minded approach, you do have to be a little bit selfish at times, and I, I don't think Mane shows that on the pitch at all in any way, shape or form, but I do think it's really interesting that, that that's something that he values personally as, as being important, and you know, it, look, it, it, it's very, very difficult to win it, of course, especially with Messi and Ronaldo um, having been in, in the, the form and, and the shape that they've been in for so long, but you know, there is a little bit of a gap, if you like. If if it's not going to be Messi or Ronaldo, it's probably going to be someone from Liverpool, given Liverpool's success in recent times. And you know, Sadio Mane, I think, has has got to be right up there for that.
0: Agreed. You speak about players being selfish. Probably an accusation I could probably level at Philip Coutinho when he forced through his move to Barcelona eventually. Uh, a couple of years back now, but we've done this on This Morning Bulletin podcast. It's been done so many times on the main Blood Red podcast about whether is coming back to Liverpool. And I think we all agree that's not going to happen. But obviously he is a good player still in there. And he's been linked extensively with, say, a Manchester United who obviously they wanted money in the past themselves. But the report today from Sport in Spain suggests Coutinho's representatives are in talks with another Premier League club while also throwing an interesting new name into the mix.
1: Yes, uh, so the the sport report says that Chelsea are in the driving seat at this moment in time. And the sort of negotiations are underway. We know that, that Barcelona need to move players on this summer, uh, as it seems to be every summer for the last few summers. They've got to sell players before they can bring new players in. Um, and it seems that the Premier League is, is the most likely place um, for him to come. We know that his agent and, and the group that his agent belongs to have very strong links to the Premier League. So they appear to have been touting him around various Premier League clubs. But yeah, Chelsea, according to the reports in Spain, are the league leaders at this moment in time. Um, they prefer a loan with no obligation to buy, uh, but Barcelona Happy for him to go out on loan as long as the wages are paid in full. But they prefer an obligation to buy at the end of that loan because, as we've seen with Bayern Munich this season, Bayern Munich had the option to buy, but it looks as though they're not going to take that. So Barcelona don't really want that uncertainty again in the future. and um, So they want an obligation at the end of the loan deal, but they want €90 million. Euros. Whether Chelsea would be prepared to go all the way that high, who knows, um, But yeah, it it does look like Coutinho is going to be back in England, back in the Premier League. It won't be at Liverpool, uh, but as you say, the the surprise name that has come into the mix being Everton. Uh, (laughs) We've seen Manchester United, Tottenham and Leicester have been linked in in recent weeks and they certainly all seem to make more sense than Everton. Uh, But yeah, it's interesting that that Everton are, are said to have registered an interest. We've seen in the past that, that Coutinho has sort of said, or certainly via his agent has said, that, that he wouldn't go to Manchester United because of his Liverpool links. You would think the exact same thing would, would apply to Everton and, and you'd think that there'd be probably better teams than Everton at this moment in time that, that Coutinho could go to. But uh, yeah, the the fact that, that the likes of Everton and Leicester are, are said to be interested in, and Liverpool are not just really underlines again how far not just that Coutinho's value has has fallen really since he left Liverpool but how far Liverpool have have moved on without him and yes look we've said it so many times in the past but he'll be he'll be looking back I think uh, in time with that certainly the way that he left Anfield with uh, a little bit of regret
0: Sure he will Just before we finish Matt we've mentioned that Sadio Mane is 28 tomorrow but there is a A Liverpool birthday today. Liverpool legend, God, they call him, Robbie Fowler. Happy 45th birthday to Robbie. He's personally, he's without doubt the greatest English striker I've seen in my lifetime alongside Alan Shearer. Uh, Matt, you were probably too young for Robbie Fowler's heyday, but do you have memories of his return to Anfield?
1: Yeah, just about um, remember his return. Uh, I remember certainly, you know, friends and family being very, very excited about him coming back and Obviously, of course, he wasn't at his peak when he came back for that second time. But yeah, look, somebody who uh, very much is a Liverpool legend. And yeah, on Blood Red, we, we wish Robbie a very happy birthday.
0: We certainly do. And if you'd like to hear a little bit more about Robbie Fowler, I think we're doing a podcast later today on, on Thursday, if you're listening to this, on the 9th of April, where Paul Gost, our Liverpool FC correspondent, he's a big fan of Robbie Fowler, speaks to Guy Clark all about uh, a true Liverpool greater. Uh, and just a couple more on this days before we finish. On this day, one year ago, Liverpool beat Porto 2-0 at Anfield with goals from Navi and Roberto Firmino to put one foot in the Champions League semi-final. And on this day in 1994, Julian Dix, who certainly isn't a Liverpool legend, but he did write his name into folklore when he became the last Liverpool player to score in front of the standing cop as his penalty earned a 1-0 win over Ipswich Town. Hopefully we'll see Liverpool playing in front of the new cop and back at Anfield again soon. Take care and bye for now.
1: You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.